Hello, this is Kumba CK, this is Connor, and this is episode 60. Today my guest is Liliana Nguyen. Liliana is a minimalist practitioner, does tarot card readings, is initially a Russian-Vietnamese translator. This is her coming back on Kumba CK. She initially appeared on episode 2. We're going to chat in depth more today on episode 60. How are you, Liliana? Um, doing great, actually. <laughs> How do you feel that you're the first one to come back? Oh, I don't know, like, I, I've, you know, I've never been guesting much on other shows. Mm. This is probably my first show that I'm properly guesting, and then now this is the sec- second time, it kind of, <laughs> I don't know, it feels like, it feels like we recorded for a long time already. Yeah, definitely, that was four months ago, I think, Damn. in January, yeah, and then... I mean, so many changed since then for yeah, me. Yeah, definitely, right, yeah. So many things changed for yeah. me since then. So I kind of look forward to getting into it. So then, um, I know we recapped it on episode two, yes. but do you mind telling me then a bit about like your background and what yeah, you kind of sure, did to sure. the moment? Yeah, sure, sure. So uh, as of now, I'm a former Russian-Vietnamese translator. Currently, I'm doing freelancing here and there. Um, I, it, like as Connor mentioned, I practice minimalism. I try to practice sustainability. Uh, I am a you know, hobbyist tarot reader. Uh, and I'm a butler to three very wonderful cats. <laughs> yeah, I see. Okay, sweet. And then um, how did you get into freelancing? What was that whole stage about? Um, well, I unfortunately had to lose my job at the end of last year because of the closing of my office. And ever since then, you know, I am approaching my 30s and it's really a question where whether I want to stick to being like nine to five at the office or I want to start venturing into what I you know more into and so that's where my kind of uh, determination into doing freelancing started from and so right now I'm just like doing here and there until maybe I land a better deal I guess yeah I see okay and you kind of freelance about what particular I mean mostly I do translation freelancing but now I'm looking into the copywriting content writing photography you know whatever people can hook me on because um, the problem is you know when you go first into freelancing you have to build a portfolio and that's where I'm that's the stage where I am right now yeah sure I need to find places that could um, allow me to build my portfolio for for the yeah, well, I feel like in Saigon there'd be quite a lot of places, quite a lot of opportunities. So. Well, that's true, but like, uh, like I mentioned in the last episode, I think I did so. Like, I'm not really good with Vietnamese languages, and I'm not really good with integrating into Vietnamese culture, and that's why I still try to look for international projects that could take me in and where I could implement both languages, not just Vietnamese or just English. Okay, sure, that makes sense. And so then. You've got that side of things with the freelancing. You're also a tarot card reader. Now, well, that's also kind of take it as a part of freelancing. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I know what you mean, actually. So then, last time you touched upon it briefly, but do you mind if we recap again, kind sure. of, what is tarot card, tarotism, is that what you call it? Um, taromancy. Taromancy, apologies. Taromancy, tarot so, reading, yeah. cartomancy. What's it all about, and why did you get involved in it? Um, uh, well... Tarot reading as it is, you know, you have a deck of cards, you can use the cards to read answers from the, like what we call it is uh, reading the messages from the universe. People, if they are religious, you can call it messages from God. Like for me, who is not a religious person, I'd sell it as a messages from the universe. It's all about reading the energy surrounding the person, energy surrounding the situations, you know, you, all of that. Like there's a big misconception about people 
equal, like equating um, tarot reading to fortune telling, which is not absolutely true. And most of the time when you think of it as a fortune telling, most of the time it doesn't come true for you because you, of your con- uh, misconception of that. Yeah, if, you re- if you read that, like if you um, like think of tarot reading as a tool to get through life, navigate through life, then it would be much more accurate. Right, I see. Description of that. I got into it just because I was so lost also in life, and so I was like, maybe I should try picking it up, and then it just kind went of from there. Stem from yeah. there, yeah, sure. So what we're here today to do is I'm going to have my tarot cards read by you. Yeah. So sure. should we start the process? Yes. Um. So what would you like to do? Do you like like general reading? Do you have like any specific question? For mm. me, usually, personally, I like to do specific questions because it's much uh, more precise to interpret the cards because the cards have so many meanings and it, depending on the situation, on the person I'm reading for, sure. I can interpret that differently with mm. the same set of cards. Okay, cool. Yeah, I probably should have prepared this prior. What <laughs> is coming to my mind is what can I expect from the next three months yeah that could be that could be doable Uh, maybe it could be more specific but that is one thing that's popping into my head yeah like do you think more of like work wise uh private life wise in terms of my private life in terms of my social life okay social life okay i need you to shuffle the deck of cards sure as many times as you feel like yeah no worries i have um do you know what dyspraxia is Hmm? dyspraxia no. Okay, cool. It's basically where your hand-eye coordination kind of sucks. Oh, So okay. these things take a while for me. I'm like, it's you know, okay. It's okay. Well, it's you okay. Just, you just mainly for it's mainly needed for the cards to get your energy on yeah, it, and then sure. I'll just do the reading. I can just shuffle a couple more times after you. Yeah, we're not in a rush. So. I just mainly so that it it um, absorbs some of your energy to interpret to yeah. that into the messages you can get. Yeah. Cool. So what's going to happen in my social life? Is it best I do it within three months? You can do three months. I think that's a good, that's a good time frame. I mean, yeah. one month is going to be too short to do a lot of social interactions. Six months is going to be too long. Yes. I feel like three months kind three of months, okay. perfect. Great. I think I'm, I have shuffled. But yeah. Okay. I think if shuffled good enough, I can just do a last shuffle my way. Yeah, your way, which is the proper way. <laughs> The way that yes. most people do. So I'm gonna usually I for this kind of questions I lay first three cards. If I can interpret a lot from those three cards, I don't think we need to add any additional ones. Usually but sometimes it happens that I like to go six cards so that one card like adds interpretation to the next ones. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so far, all looks good to me. We have four of wands, king of wands, and queen of wands. All the wands um, uh, <clears throat> suit. Usually, one suit in tarot means everything related to motivation, passion, and all of that sort. So, for you, that motivation and passion is probably the social interaction. You're very passionate about socializing with people. And for me, what I'm seeing here for of ones here it says about that your social interaction social life is going to be very stable in the upcoming months you're going to be the one leading this kind of conversations and you're specifically also the person who's going to be nourishing most of these social interactions right okay so for you there's nothing much to worry about you're gonna definitely lead to even more social interactions that are going to be beneficial to you and of course the, those uh, uh, <clears throat> the relationships are going to be 
uh, nourishing very well for both you and the people you are specifically interacting with. I can pull another three cards just to see if there's anything that can pop up. Yeah, Ace of Pentacles, Judgment, and Five of Cups. Yeah, so Ace of Pentacles added to the Four of Wands, meaning that in your stable social relationships, you might find uh, some something that is related to maybe maybe you should you maybe you have a little startup or maybe you're gonna have a partner who will offer you maybe to start a business or something that is related to money pentacles are related to finances money and uh, properties so yeah in that case it may it may be you are studying you know to have a business with someone in partnership or maybe you will help them start their own business so like you're not going to be from like yourself 100% involved into the business part judgment towards the king of wands it means that you're going to have fair judgment towards people as you build your social relationships um i don't you i think you have a very fair understanding of people and how you should be um appearing to them and how you should handle people so i think there's nothing much of a problem in this part in terms of nourishing relationships there are going to be moments where you kind of find disappointment in people but that's like a natural you know flow of things in a relationship so for you this is going to be an implication that for you in order to nourish relationships that are dear for you you have to let go of things that are not serving you any more purposes. It could be relationships with people. Cups here related to feelings, relationships, and um, emotions. So in, in, in that case, if you have feel, felt uh, disappointment towards someone in the past, that could prevent you, you know, from um, building trust towards the new people because you're afraid of that disappoint, past disappointment. So in case of here, you need to let go of those kind of disappointments, or even or you can interpret that as you have to let those disappointments hit you in order for you to learn from it grow from it and you know uh improve into nourishing your relationships right i see yeah so sure. that's that's what i see overall overall i feel like your your social interaction is going to be great you know this is like just a minor yeah, occasion that could happen for you yeah but not everything's going to be perfect right yeah, but I, mean, I, I see that that's mainly yellow colors for me yellow colors is a color of positivity and so i see that there's nothing much to be worried about sure yeah, for the next three months. June, July, August. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. we're in the beginning of May, so you can just... Yeah, I suppose, count. yeah, we can get to the end of July. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the reason I chose social interaction is because my work life has kind of been sewn up. Yeah. So I kind of... But I mean, it's just... Work. It's a summertime. It's just perfect timing for just... Yeah. Involve yourself more in the social interactions. Yeah, absolutely. And see more that goes mm -hmm. towards. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah so that's it. That's it, yeah, no extra steps required. We've kind of done the tarot reading. Yeah. This Great is stuff. All. That's my reading. I think I think this is all for clarity because if I pull even more cards it might get start puzzling for you. Yeah, I see. I think this is very clear. Okay. And it's a good vision for the free ones. I don't need I don't think we need to pull even more. No, neither. Okay, well, thank you for well, doing then. so. Yeah. No problem. Take them back. And these cards are beautiful. Yeah, they do look lovely. Wrapped in that beautiful little case. Yeah. I just I personally I personally use this deck specifically for the client reading. Right, I, I see. don't use this for myself. Mm. What do you use for yourself? I have another two decks. Right, okay. For that. 
yeah. because they're more connected to me energetically. Sure. I just like this one because this one is so diverse in terms of imagery. Yeah, yeah. And it's much easier for me to applicate that. Yeah, I see what you mean. Clients. Yeah. I mean, I know this might be slightly off top. Have you ever had a reading that has really concerned you about your own? Um, I have yearly readings from my from my fellow tarot reading friends. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, it's not more like of concerning. It's more like, yeah... I mean, I, I definitely can read for myself, but like me reading for myself is different from pe- other people reading for me because of the perception of myself. Yeah, sure. So that differs. Yeah, that makes sense. But I do get your reading from my friends. Yeah. Just to get that, you know, side view. Yeah, sure. Apologies, I'm just going to grab my water bottle, which is over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like... <clears throat> Yeah, so there's that. I had these crystals next to me just for the energy clarity. Yeah, sweet. Mm. So yeah, thank you for my reading. I will certainly, you know, listen to this back and think about it for the next three months and maybe see what patterns emerge where I think, oh, okay. Sometimes, sometimes you might forget about everything that I said and then three months later you kind of, you know, suddenly release into the podcast and like, wait. Yeah. It actually happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it was four months since your last appearance. Maybe another four months. But that's three months. Three months is just a good time. Yeah, know? because you said yeah. you said it was already for for the three months, so you can just go three or four months later. Yeah, sure. So and, yeah, and yeah. check see see if stuff are actually coming to fruition. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Round three in four months. <laughs> I will message you. But yeah, let's move on to something then that we touched upon in the first pod, yes. but uh, not really in a much in as much depth as either mm-hmm. of us or either of us would have liked. It's a topic that I don't really know much about, mm-hmm. and I'm, I think it is quite misunderstood. Or it's widely misunderstood. Widely misunderstood. It's asexuality. Yes, like even even yeah. among the LGBTQ community itself, asexuality is very much overlooked. Um, and like misunderstood and sometimes even looked down upon because people think asexuality is not a thing. Yes. So acephobia is really common. Like I'm not gonna talk specifically in this society. I'm just talking in general. Yes. Because like just for the starters, if you don't know what asexuality is, it it this is a sexuality where it defines a person who does not experience a sexual attraction to anyone. Sometimes people think that, you know, you, you, you know I, I don't just go, like, go look at the random person and say, wait, I want to have sex with that person. No, it's just, it's not that thing. It's the person, it's just like, you don't feel the need for, for sexual attraction. Like, sometimes it more, it's more understandable when you have someone, like me, who hasn't had sex for, like, years, and I don't feel uncomfortable about that. Like, it's just fine. And so that's where asexuality might be more understood it's not like where you have to be looking for sex every single time like it's just you're just not interested in it you're just not experiencing attraction to that and and in some situations also you don't feel the need for that because asexuality does not mean that you don't have sex at all like there are a lot of asexuals who still involved in sexual intercourses like for different reasons you know but for most of us, asexuality is like when you don't have that attraction in sexual aspect. <clears throat> that doesn't mean we are not capable of starting families. That doesn't mean we are not capable of, you know, having children and stuff like that because there are a lot of options. 
And just a lot of people really misunderstand this whole concept. Mm. I mean, what do you think? I'm trying to think from, say, your own experience or from the people you speak to. When did it occur to you that you were no For me personally, um, well, it appears for people really different under different circumstances. For me, it was after my first relationship with a guy. It was almost 10 years ago (laughs) at this point. I mean, we dated for a couple of months and then I had to go back to Vietnam because we met in Russia and he was Russian. And then several months later, I found out he was already dating another person without even telling me that we kind of, you know, ended our relationship, kind of broke my heart. I fell into depression and that utter disappointment in the way I was treated kind of escalated into me not having sex for years, like ever since then. And then I do have, I had occasional intercourses, like, you know, one night stands a couple of times. And then the more I do that, the more I realize that I'm not feeling attracted to the whole sex concept. So like, I'm not attracted in having sex with someone. I'm not attracted. Like, I don't feel the sexual attraction to anyone. I don't feel the need to have sex. Like I'm perfectly fine without that. And so for me, that episode with my first love was like very strong, it had a very strong impact. Right, okay, I see. And then, so the impact was then made as a result of that. With asexuality then, is it, I'm trying to think of, for example, I I don't understand it, Mm -hmm. it's not something that I experience. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. So I'm trying to think of how I can really phrase it. Is it, say, not an attraction to a person, can it be an attraction directed to something else? Like a thing or? Well, I mean, asexuality is a whole spectrum. Right. So yeah. it's not just black and white, you either asexual or allosexual, which means you are a normal person having, uh, like, I mean, not normal. I mean, like, you're a person with, who has the sexual attraction to people. Sexual desires. Yeah. yeah, so desires. But, like, asexuality has a wide spectrum. It, co- it goes from fully asexual, which means they have no attraction, to, for instance, demisexuality, which means you, you do experience sexual attraction, but under certain circumstances. Yeah. Mostly it's when you have an emotional connection with a partner or with someone. I personally lie in the gray sexual area where I, I don't have the demisexual aspect of it. Like I don't have to build an emotional connection to be feel to be feeling. But um but it sometimes happens that I very occasionally, like really rarely do experience. Right, sure. So that's it's a whole spectrum for that. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I'm trying to think where <clears throat> with with this kind of concept do you kind of have people in a say a, not a support network, but how have you managed to find like-minded people who also experience their sexuality? Uh, well, it's mostly um, needed to talk to people for them to understand that asexuality is not a mental illness, it's not a physical illness, that we don't have to be fixed, which is what we usually hear the most from people. Like, yeah. we don't... Like, because the the media and the society really implies a lot on having sexual intercourses between people it doesn't matter which gender right when you don't have that people kind of think you're having you know physical illnesses you may have mental illnesses maybe something is wrong with you maybe you're having some 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 sort of disability which is kind of rude yeah okay it's just the same thing sure yeah it brings me nicely to the next point where how do you feel that asexuality has affected you do you feel like it's 
had any specific impact on your life? Or? Well, for me, I have clearer borders whether you don't, you know with people, and it kind of helps you prevent from those kind of really disturbing situations with people where they're clearly kind of trying to look for sexual intercourse with you. Kind of just stopped it from 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 the get go. Even even though they might not understand, but for you it's much much clearer for you. You don't have to be sitting down and thinking, do I do I feel like I want to get involved into that? Because sometimes a lot of people like they kind of feel hesitant just because you know people kind of pressure them into having sex. Yeah. And so when you are asexual, like for me personally, I don't feel that I don't have that problem anymore. Like, I've clearly said that if I'm feeling attraction, I will say that. If I don't feel attraction, you know, that's a no. That's a clear no. Right, I see. Yeah, one thing that's popping into my mind is, say, for example, we have the basic human needs or Mm. desires. So, Mm -hmm. you know, food, sleep, water, shelter. You can make a case that sex fits into that. For some people, yes. Right. Okay. For some asexual people, yes. For instance, if people are in in a relationship with the allosexual and or with another asexual, but they have a desire to have their own children, like bread children, not adopted, can absolutely because you have to understand that asexuality is not equal to celibacy. Celibacy is when you pressure yourself into not having sexual intercourse. Yes. And asexuality is just a condition for you where you just don't feel the need or you don't feel the attraction okay it's not it's not um you know conditioned by something yeah sure. it's just it's just something that happens to you do you think maybe it it's easy to distinguish between say lust and love for example you mentioned the emotional connection where somebody from say an asexual yeah kind of feeling would only feel that way if they love somebody whilst for a lot of say others people who don't experience asexuality mm-hmm. often it's not love it's lust it's needing to get your sexual desires well that, that's that's kind of one of the hardest part for us asexuals i guess in terms of like finding someone who you can partner with like if you are someone who doesn't feel the need for sex or you don't like sex as a like as a as a process itself like me i don't i'm not really a big fan of that it's really hard to find a partner even an allosexual partner right who would agree to your preferences? And then, especially, it's really hard at the early stages where you can, we where it's gonna be hard to differentiate, especially when most of the people are, you know, allosexual, because our asexuality spectrum is very narrow right now. It's like there's the old statistics say that we have like one percent of the world's population being asexual you just imagine it, one versus 99 percent it's yeah, really hard for you imagine. to find someone who can actually respect your boundaries yeah i see and what do you think the biggest misconceptions are i know we have touched upon it but yeah what do you think the biggest misconceptions are surrounding the asexuality yeah um well my my biggest pet beef about that is people thinking that asexuality is a disease that needs to be fixed yes i see okay and everything just stems from that right yeah like people thinking that it's just celibacy it's it's the same thing as celibacy is that is the person thinking saying to you like you haven't found the right person yet like, it's not the point <laughs> it's not the point like that's the most annoying thing to hear like but for, for, for me like 
that one is kind of hard for them to understand but like when people say that this is a disease that needs to be fixed like i i just get rage <laughs> yeah sure you just don't want to engage i just don't want to talk about it. i mean it, as it, it, that's as if you want to say for people with um with down disease like with, with down disease that is a, like with down syndrome mm. you know that is a disease it's the same thing with you as if you're telling them it's not the disease it's just the syndrome what, what would you say say if for example there is somebody asexual yeah. who enters a relationship or a friendship or makes a connection with somebody who doesn't have that feeling. Yeah. What advice would you say to... Sorry, what is the term for somebody who isn't asexual? Allosexual. Allosexual. Yeah. This is easy for me to not phrase the question. What advice would you say to somebody allosexual in dealing with their asexual partner's I feelings, think it's the same desires. thing that it's the same thing as any kind of relationship, whether it's allosexual or asexual or relationship. Communication is key. Right, okay. Communication is key. Because if you don't listen to your asexual partner in what they want and what they prefer, it's really hard to maintain the relationship like in general. Yeah, that makes sense. I think we're going to kind of wrap up the asexual mm-hmm. conversation because mm-hmm. before we do and move on to then your other projects is there any final thoughts that you want to add that maybe i've missed out or that you'd want to um let the audience well, know? as a for asexuality I, we have like one um one source of really good information for that it's called aven it means the asexual visibility um and education network it has the most um, information on the asexuality and the asexual spectrum and it also covers aromanticism which is the romantic part because sexual attraction and the romantic attraction are two different things and they have two spectrums for that right okay so yeah so that's the that's where you can take a look at all of the information okay cool yeah thank you for providing the listeners with the link that's that's like the most trust trusted resources for us asexuals I'll talk I see about yeah well thank you for sharing that Liliana it's a topic that I, I don't understand because I don't experience. A lot of but, people don't understand, yeah. and that, that's why it is very important to talk about it. Sure. You know, no. just bit by bit, let people understand that there's nothing wrong with us. I mean, we're the same people. It's yeah. the same. It's the same situation when first people started. You know, getting used to the concept of homosexuality, people kind of thought that it's a it's a disease that needs to be fixed, and there's nothing to be fixed. Yeah. We just live, we eat, we earn money. It's the same way. True. Yeah. Just, there's just one aspect of our life that we don't feel we need to, to comply with it but that's all okay cool yeah powerful message so then let's kind of move on to other things that yeah. you are um, <laughs> what kind of projects are you also doing you're freelancing but you have yeah, the podcast I am freelancing yeah. I am still running my blog um, I'm still running my blog which is mostly on minimalism but right now I'm, I'm gonna do a little revamp of my writing style because it's it is called the Rina Journal, and so I want it to sound a little bit more like my journal. Yeah. And I, as I run a podcast of the same name as well, and that's why I kind of want for the two platforms to kind of align with each other. Yeah. Um, I have my podcast uh, out every Friday. I I have missed a couple couple of weeks just because of the busy schedule, but I do release every Friday at uh, ten p.m. Vietnamese time. Um, it's the short, you know, short records of my life and sort of that stuff. Yeah. Do you go solo? Do you ever bring on any guests? Mm, usually it's my solo. I mean, because it's called the Rina Journal, it's, con- its concept is my personal diary. Yeah, sure. So, 
I do talk about my experiences with other people, but it's mostly surrounded around me. Sure. Yeah. And I'm sure we kind of spit last time, but what are the things that you're looking to achieve in the near future? It'd be fascinating to listen to the first one and see what you said then. <laughs> see what I don't even remember what I said the first time. Yeah, I listened yesterday and I can't remember what you said either, but... For, for round two, what would you I say? I don't even remember either. Like, for me, mostly right now, I just want to, you know, feel myself a little bit more at ease because compared to our first recording, I am feeling less stable mentally, to be honest. Hmm. And right now, I am seeking help from the professionals. Um, it's not easy, but at least that that's like my focal point right now and sure. that's where I want to focus on maybe for the rest of the year because yeah. you know this pandemic goes long and it's still not our turn to get the vaccine to you know start traveling around and I like I miss my friends yeah, <laughs> I same. really miss my friends yeah. like and most of most of my friends are overseas in Russia or no oh, Southeast okay. Asia here oh right I see yeah yeah for real I also miss you know family friends and it feels like we're near the back of the queue for the vaccine yeah but then in another, on the, if you flip the sword we also have had it pretty lucky since the whole pandemic started I mean we are pretty lucky because the pandemic has handled really well yeah. even though right now we have a new spike of cases yeah, just, one. it just hope it's gonna get into control really soon even though this is probably our worst spike oh really? it is is it? Oh, I thought the worst spike was the one in March 2020 nah 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 Ooh, nah, 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 nah. Okay. I mean, there we had like you know what, six hundred in a span like two three months, right? Um, I must admit, yeah, six hundred something. Can't remember. Right now we have since April twenty seventh, there's already over four hundred cases. Okay. Right, it's barely it's barely two weeks. Right, I see. It's the worst case right now. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just holding my face, you know, for the government to just get a grip of that. Yeah, I see. Yeah, let's get on to a slightly more upbeat note. Um, kudos to you for seeking help, um, because I think in Vietnam especially, it is in any country, but Vietnam yes. I've found, seeking professional support isn't always encouraged. It's occasionally frowned upon, whilst you've kind of taken the initiative and gone for it, which I think is a great step, and yeah. I commend you for doing so. I mean, for me, like the, the, the biggest problem with me is that I'm too Asian for the, for the Western side and too Western for the Asian side. So <laughs> I just don't fit anywhere. Yeah, you just fit in the bracket. So for me, I'm, like, I'm very open-minded, like, open-minded and straightforward in terms of things that are a discomfort for me. For instance, if I, I know for sure that my mental state is not good and going to go seek help from yeah. professionals, why would I start, try to you know, heal things myself? That makes sense. Especially if, if those didn't work for me the first time. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Yeah. Well, Liliana, we're, I think we're coming to the end of round two. Yeah. Anything you want to add before we go, or do you think we've covered everything? Ah, uh, you know, guys, stay safe. <laughs> stay safe, whatever you are. A great message. Yeah, thanks again. And yeah, maybe in four or five months' time, round three. We'll see how it goes. Sure, <laughs> sure. Thanks, thanks again. <laughs>